read as many books as you can, like a lot of self-help business books, find an online mentor because those both of those things shave time off your learning curve so you can get mm -hmm. where you want to get faster without having to make the same mistakes and going through all that stuff. So I highly recommend that. But then also to not overthink things and just go for it and do it, decide and go for it and just do it and try to make it happen. And it may take several times. It may take like hundreds of times. But if you stay persistent and consistent and you keep working on yourself and learning and growing and getting better. You're listening to the Big Asian Energy Show, where every week we interview Asian experts, move makers, and ceiling breakers to uncover their secrets to success so we can help you reach your greatest potential. I'm your host, John Wang. Let's dive in. Today we have a really incredible human being and a guy with a huge heart, not to mention just an incredible entrepreneur, the founder of Assistagram who has had clients from like Ritz-Carlton to Robert Kiyosaki and Russell Brunson. This guy has shared stages with Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, Sylvester Stallone, and he's worked alongside and been on shows like Shark Tank. You're just a fascinating human being with some really incredible work under your belt. I'm so excited to have you on the show today because I would love to capture your journey. I always start with this question, which is up to you to determine how you want to interpret it, but where are you from? And real quick, John, so I actually, I had never been on Shark Tank show, but they're about to hire me oh, for so I'm speaking that into existence right now. I have actually spoke at some of their masterminds for people. And one of my goals and dreams is to be on Shark Tank and also have them as clients. <laughs> so all of that will happen in the future, crossing my fingers. But before all this marketing stuff and speaking on stages and traveling, I was actually just born in South Korea. So I was born there and then I was adopted by my parents and grew up in this place called Iowa. So... Man, I was like five months old, just a baby when I moved over to Iowa. Pretty much grew up there, lived there my whole life, went to high school, college there, and then started moving around to countries like Spain and Mexico. And now I've traveled to 80 countries and actually live in South Korea. But I'm actually home right now, man, in my parents' house right now in Iowa. Been here for the past week, but I'm leaving tomorrow for Korea, then Turkey, Dubai, a bunch of countries. Oh my gosh. Every time I'm watching your Instagram or I am chatting with you, I feel like I'm just getting a, a geography lesson. You've been to, you said more than how many countries? 80 countries now. Yeah. You've been to more than 80 countries. Is that just like a thing you do? First and foremost, I think most people's question is, how do you have a lifestyle that gets you to travel? Every time you're not just traveling to these countries, you're like always staying at ridiculous resorts. I think my favorite is your two-story hotel overwater suite in the Maldives or Maldives with a giant overwater swimming pool and a water slide, right? Yes. So that one, it's actually like a four-bedroom overwater villa with like your own super slide. And then it has a moon roof, so like press of a button, like telescope comes down at night. You can look at the stars and the planets. It's crazy, but it's like a quarter of a million for five nights. But they're my clients. So are you, I can't are you ridiculously rich? Or <laughs> no, before I could pay for all of these things, I like figured out a way to travel the world for free by leveraging 
Instagram and an Instagram network and basically did like positive Instagram posts on these really big travel and luxury pages. And in exchange, these hotels would give me free accommodation. So I've gotten over 800 nights for free in the past like four years, which is pretty cool. And then you meet like royalty, like kings and queens and celebrities. So that's really how I've grown in my network and multiplied my net worth is just by doing this little Instagram hack and trick. I love travel to me. Life is all about people and learning about other cultures and just building relationships. So a lot of these countries I've been to several times. So some of my friends, they've been to all 200 nations in the world, but I like going back to the same places, diving deeper with people, building more genuine relationships with these new friends. I love how casual you are about the fact that you spent more than 50% because I just did the math real fast. And that's more than in the last four years, more than 50% of your time being free in five-star hotel rooms and staying with kings and queens, literally, or places that they're staying at. (laughs) How do you do this? I've got an Instagram account and I'm not getting invited to stay with any kings and queens. (laughs) Well, look at this, like here, like this is my Marriott app. I've done over 116 nights in hotels, like I actually paid for this year. (laughs) I'm not counting all the free stays that I have. So guys, I really do just honestly live in hotels. But (laughs) to me, it's that's also one of the biggest ways that I've built my network and also built my brand is to just try to be everywhere. So I was like, how can I just be like seen, known and heard everywhere online? And that's why I'm, I'm investing so much in travel. And that's why I've invested so much time and energy and resources in growing my Instagram is because when you have a big page and you have a big network and you have big numbers, right, you get more opportunities that come your way. And so it was really just that simple win-win trade, right? I was like, hey, I'm going to create content for your hotel. You're going to have all rights to the content. We're going to do positive Instagram posts for promoting your hotel. We're going to do TripAdvisor, Facebook reviews if we have a good time. We'll teach you, a, do a one-hour class on Instagram growth hacking and monetization for your team so that you guys can mm. actually leave with something. So I made a kind of irresistible offer, like value stack, and that's how I got my foot in the door, which led with value, both the relationship, and then found a creative way to stay in touch and get in the, bring them on as a client, like a monthly retainer, so... It's how I do things and it's, I guess, like more of like old school way, but I'm like a handshake type person to do things in person, meet people. and I I love that. I want to come back to the hands-on strategy part of what you were just about to share. But before we do, I really just want to dive in a little bit more to the mindset that you're talking about because most of us would only think about that way. I love to travel, but most of the time I'm just paying for my own tickets. I'm paying for the hotels and everything like that. Let's start with this. What was the craziest place you ever stayed for free? If possible. Okay, so Neva Johnny was one, right? The 50000 a night. But even more crazier than that was this hotel in Bali. They gifted me 125 complimentary nights in their presidential suite. 125? That's a third of a year. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I So private butler, spa experiences, like unlimited food and beverage private transportation, the whole works. And they really set me up and plus they paid my monthly retainer, which is really cool too. But we gave them so much value and so much results. That's why they gifted us so much. And what was really cool is because I gave over like 75% of those nights away to strangers 
to people that I met at events, what? to people whose it was their 10 year anniversary. And they were like, Bali has been one of my dream vacations and places I always wanted to go to. And I'm like, here, let me set you up and gave them 10 nights for their 10 year anniversary. Right. And he's still such a good friend today. And he's always thinking of oh, <laughs> give back and show me some love, which is much appreciated. I didn't demand it, not required. But I think like when you have things and you can do things for people, it's just good if you can give it freely. So it worked out. I, I love that mindset. I love that first and foremost that you just decided to gift away. You just barely knew him and you just gifted away nights at the presidential street at one of the most expensive hotels in the world. Um, I love that mindset because I love the, the kindness that you have. And actually, that's how we first got to know each other. I was telling you about the One Kindness Project. And how did you come to negotiate such a, a great deal? Like, how do you get a hotel to gift you 120 free nights with Butler included at one of the world's fanciest hotels in Bali? There's win-win trades every single day, right? For example, I knew that like this hotel has an off-season and they have like one or two empty rooms. Like it's a small property. There's only like 10, 12 private villas plus the presidential suite. Because I work in the hotel industry that they do have some inventory and set aside for influencers. And that's part of their marketing strategy. So I got mm -hmm. creative and was like, what if I cut you a deal? This is the normal monthly retainer, right? And they're like, let's get creative here. We have some inventory and empty rooms. Like, what if we gift you this much and we'll value it at X? We'll give you 125 nights and then unlimited food and spa treatments and unlimited alcohol and drinks and like food and like everything. Like total is X value. And free food, free rooms, free drinks, right. free massages and all that. And you calculate how much that would usually cost. And then what? And then I was like, then that's how much that's worth. This is how much our stuff is worth. When you say this is how much our stuff is worth, what does that mean? Our social media growth and mon lead gen mon monetization strategies and services. So he wanted to use our services to grow his business. I said, okay, let's get creative here. Gift me 125 nights. We'll lower our monthly retainer for you. You'll still have to pay it, but this will actually save you a lot of money because everybody does have their hard costs and they all have some things they can gift away. So. That's how I got creative with it. But I would say every entrepreneur, every business, or no matter what you're trying to do, like people are always trying to find win-win trades. And if you really do see value in it and the other person, and you think that they, their service or they can really help you, then try to get creative with your offer and negotiate something. I like that. So the two takeaways that I got from that was one is look for unconventional trades and value. Right? There's always a trade in value happening somewhere. That trade in value, we usually look at that as being money, but it doesn't actually have to be. It could be in any number of things. In your case, it could be exposure. It could be connections. It could be networks, right? Like the relationship that you had built with your friend and gifting him free nights is you leveraging one value for another value. How did you get to that point? Obviously, you have this great company right now that's able to help these kind of major companies like Ritz Carlton and Russell Brunson and Robert Kiyosaki and these big names get more social media exposure because you have that expertise. But did you always come from that as a background? I came from a dance background. So I was like a break dancer and self-taught. Taught around Iowa, the Midwest, at mom and pop studios growing up. Did that for several years. And I guess through all that, like I learned the art of outreach and cold email and cold calling. 
and figuring out a way to get my foot in the door. Everybody wants to taste the Kool-Aid. Everybody wants to see what you can do and does it work for me or not? So I always like back then volunteered to do a free class or made sure that the studio owner was in favor in terms of making more money than I was in the beginning mm -hmm. so that I could prove my worth and my value. How old were yeah. you when you first started breakdancing? This was in high school, right? And part of my story was like, I, I never thought I'd be speaking on big stages with thousands of people. I had this speech impediment and I couldn't say the letter R. I just felt like I couldn't talk to people and I was like made fun of when I like said any word with the letter R. So I didn't have a lot of friends. I was a very shy and quiet guy until I found breakdancing. And then breakdancing became like my voice, like my, that, like my fire, something I was just really good at and built my confidence and everything. And so that's how it all started. And then I just kept on working and traveling, competing, battling in Chicago and at big jams and events. And then I auditioned for So You Think You Can Dance, the TV show on Fox. Auditioned three times, made it pretty far, and then started teaching all over the world. You got pretty far, you said, on So You Think You Can Dance, the TV show. Yeah, so they have five audition cities, like thousands of people try out each city. I auditioned yeah. in LA, which is the biggest one. I made it to round four. So you go through freestyle audition where you, they play a random song. You got to dance for your life. Then the judges, you got to do another freestyle audition from the judges. And then you're actually like prepared solo. So I made it after the solos part and then did the choreography. But because I had no dance background and didn't take ballet and jazz and contemporary, like I didn't pass. But yeah. it was still a great experience and taught me a lot and a lot of good connections. You were on the show, and then you became a dance instructor after going on So You Think You Can Dance? I was in school studying like health promotion, exercise science. Like I wanted to become a personal trainer, and because I love sports and love exercise. And so I got my certification and started becoming a trainer, which was good because then I could train myself and then also use the dance studio and practice dance every day, hours a day. But didn't like the hours. I was like, I don't like waking up at 5 a.m., training all day, finishing the day at 10 p.m. and doing it all over again. Getting paid a couple thousand dollars, four thousand, five thousand dollars a month max. So I was like, I really value freedom. So I actually got fired from the job because I was like traveling and teaching dance so much. My boss was like, you got to choose one. Do you want to be in the gym or do you want to be out traveling the world and teaching dance? And I, I was like... I can do both. I'm your top producer, top trainer. And then the next week he was like, Zach, sorry, but I got to let you go. And that's when it would like really hit hard. I was like super shocked and surprised. And then my mom was mad. She was like, you got to go get another job. And so I got a job at YMCA. Didn't like it. And then that's when I took that leap of faith and I went for dance and my dance dreams. So I actually figured out a way to teach dance in 75 countries towards the end of my dance career. How did you end up teaching dance in 20-something different countries? I just outreached, right? I was like, I am, hi, my name is Zach Benson. I was a participant on So You Think You Can Dance. I made it to the round four in the audition process. I've auditioned three times. Here's some videos. Here's some of my work. I think it'd be really cool to teach your kids some really cool breakdance tricks and combos and give them the So You Think You Can Dance experience. 
like audition process because I think it'll help improve their performance mm -hmm. and help you win more competitions. And so I just sent out like thousands of these emails. Like really, I did just all myself. This was like 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12. And then I just sent them all around the world. So I'd Google like dance studios in Bangkok, Thailand, dance studios in Malaysia, dance studios in Singapore. And then I'd like just negotiate everything through the email and sometimes phone calls. Would you fly to those countries to teach them during that time? One of my dreams was like to get them to pay for my flights and everything. So I really had to work with like my price and like my pricing and marketing, like selling strategy, because like I know that a lot of them don't like to come out of pocket. So if I say right off the bat, hey, you have to pay for first class flights or business class flights, five star hotel, this and that, like it's like you're a diva mode. And they're like, oh, like, who is this guy? And But if you come at it like, hey, I'll cover my own flights. We're going to get do 60, 40 or 75, 25 in my favor. 10 student minimum. Make sure that you hit these minimum student numbers before I go and book my flight. Then we can confirm it by this date. So then there's, they have nothing to lose. They're not out of pocket. It's just fun experience for their students. A little bit of moneymaker as well. This is what I think is your superpower is that's so interesting because your story is like the literal, like the ultimate rags to riches story, right? Like you started off as a kid who had a speech impediment. You were super shy, couldn't really communicate. You struggled to make friends and then created essentially <laughs> an empire for yourself through these very creative ways of negotiating with people around the world. And at after losing your job, you would start writing emails to people and like reaching out and like negotiating these little deals of flying over to teach their classes. Is, is that how you started traveling? Yeah, that's how I started traveling. And even before that, when I caught the travel bug because I studied abroad twice, like once in mm -hmm. Spain and then once in Mexico for a semester. And that's when I really fell in love with travel. But I actually I had a really good business because think about it. Free age groups, ages 5 to 9, 9 to 12, 13 and up, two hours each. I was taught six hours of class, like at one studio, $50 per person, $10 to the studio, 10 student minimum, and usually 15 to 20 people came. It was a really good business, and I never thought like I would be able to make $4,000 in three hours in like Iowa. That was crazy. Creative markets. That kind of opened up my mindset. Whereas if you have enough like perceived value and you have enough experience and wisdom and high level skill set that you can teach something, somebody and make them better, price is not a problem. So when you start, it sounds like one of the key things that you do is looking at the, the mindset of the person you're negotiating with and figuring out what will make it a win for them where they can't lose basically. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't use any fancy like sales tactics or any fancy language or like all the strategies. I'm just, I'm not like a hype guy. I'm just pretty chill. And as you can tell, type vibes. I always have best interest in the other party and the person figuring out what I can do to deliver the most value and serve them and give them the best results the fastest ways possible. Did that, did that always work out for you? Pretty much. There's times, right? Like maybe like right now, let's say that somebody was like, hey, like I'm ready to hand you a big check, big like monthly retainer. I'm talking like 20, 30K a month. 
they're like ready to buy. So one thing I learned is strike when the iron is hot because that's just the way it is. Yeah. But then also make things super simple and easy for people. And even if and they're like they have some second thoughts or guesses, be professional. Always find a creative way to stay in touch and just yeah. be kind yeah. and be a nice person. And I think that's always gotten me a lot more business and referrals in the long run. But nowadays we do things with like contracts and agreements and we don't let people just PayPal less this stuff because... But there's a balance. There's a balance. And like click of a button and boom. But yeah. it's a tricky thing sometimes. So you negotiate these deals with all these dance studios and you send them letters. And, and did it ever not work out? Was there ever a situation where you showed up and things weren't what you expected? I would say the majority like of the jobs, gigs that I did with dance studios, they worked out pretty nicely. And I'm a flexible person, so if I don't have something or like the music cuts or the electricity goes out or I'm in like the Philippines and it's raining and there's a huge storm, we just roll with it and try to make the best of it. <laughs> what was a situation where something didn't work out, like when electricity cuts or something like that? Because you're traveling around the world, like these kind of things must happen, right? I was like in India once and this was like 2016 and I taught at a big salsa yeah. conference and dance conference. And then, like, sometimes, even if you have a contract or you don't have a contract, people just add things and make you do extra stuff. I ended up performing twice, and I actually hurt my back, and then I had to keep performing, so that wasn't really cool. I taught all my classes. My performance wasn't yeah. as long as is required, because like, I was in pain, which it actually ended my dance career, and I didn't even get paid. So that was, like, one of those t sad times and moments in my life where, yeah, like things didn't work out. You just live and learn and you move on to the next. How did you then go from being a dance instructor to creating a social media empire, I would say, that so, got you to yeah. stay for free at top hotels around the world? That's not a natural pro career progression to me. Yeah, so that's how it happened, right? I was like in the best shape of my life. I was invincible. It's like Superman. My wealth advisor was like, Zach, what happens if you break your back or you can't use your hands and feet anymore? I was like, it's never going to happen. And it actually did happen in India 2016, which ended my dance career. Then everything came crashing down, right? This was like my life. This was honest. This was my full time income because I let my personal training certification expire. And that test and exam was super hard. So I was like not about to go study that again and do that so i had no like plan b and so what happened was the same kid who got me into dancing called me up and was like zach you gotta snap out of this depression like i was getting overweight and i wasn't working out because i couldn't i hurt my back and stuff and he's listening like me and my brother were making a lot of money on instagram you gotta get in on this and so with the last ten thousand dollars that i had to my name because all the medical bills and all that stuff i didn't have like insurance i wasn't being smart and oh, I had yeah. to go pay a lot of the doctor bills because I had to get surgeries and stuff. And so then after that, I sent him $10,000 to Miami, bought 10% of a 400,000 follower Instagram account in the comedy like meme space. And we started using that account. This was like too, late 2015 and growing like up and coming comedians and like famous like legends like Chris Rock and some famous comedians they paid us to grow their social media. And so we had a system. So you bought 10% of an account. First, I didn't even know you could do that, but you bought 10% of an account. Yeah. And what did you do with this? 
so my friend like created this system and he was buying all of these accounts that had hundreds of thousands millions of followers on them and he figured out a system to grow people's instagram pages like eight to twelve thousand followers per day and so he was basically selling like shout outs and doing these types of giveaway strategies and promos on these pages promoting comedians like on that meme page and they'd grow like several thousand followers per day and build massive followings and so i would make 10 percent of what the account made and it's just a little thing but I like basically made most of all my money back and then I like figured out, hey, like I want to get in on this and go all in. And so I started hiring like some kids and paid them for a power hour. Just in an hour, teach me all of your secrets in exchange. I'll pay you a thousand dollars. And they ended up working for me part time and then some became full time employees. And then we created an empire. So I started building my own accounts, buying accounts, created an Instagram empire. And then we started growing like people in all different industries and niches like fashion, makeup, beauty, health, fitness, everything. And that's how I created a massive network. And I used that knowledge to connect with Dubai Board of Tourism. And I once again used my lead with value free strategy. I'll work for you for free. I just want to reference and some power. And so they basically said, yeah. hey, we're targeting 10 countries like the Nordics, Indochina. And so I reach out yeah. on behalf of Dubai and say to yeah. these celebrities and A-listers and say, hey, how would you like an all expense paid trip to Dubai? First class on Emirates, the whole works. We'll pay you to post and pay these destination influencers to come over to Dubai, create content and share about their fun experience, which leads and drive more tourist visits to Dubai. And so we hit 20 million tourist visits by 2020 and I volunteered my time. And that's how I created a massive network with some of the top celebrities and all you, of you the You weren't world. even being paid for this. But think about it. If like I give somebody a free trip to Dubai and it's a massive celebrity, like that's yeah. like huge value to them. Cause it's Dubai. So they're going to, they're going to be treated like Kings and Queens. What kind of celebrities oh. were you connecting with at the time? people that had minimum 20 million followers like really famous ones in all these different countries that's how i built my influencer agency and then media agency and then we had access to all of these people and when you have wow. access to big people you can connect mm -hmm. the dots for other people and then create more cool opportunities this is the thing that i find to be so fascinating zach because i think so many people we get trapped in the idea of thinking we got to do things the way that other people do them, right? There's a way that things are done and then we follow it. So when I think, oh, I'm going to build a social media account, I think, oh, I just got to keep posting like pictures and stuff that other people like and like post cute quotes or whatever it is. And of course, I know so many influencers who try to do that and they struggle and it's hard because you're not creating anything of value. So what I find so interesting, I'll share a story. A few years ago, I met this guy his situation was he was known for trading a red paperclip with random people on Craigslist. So I think he traded like a red paperclip for a pen and he traded a pen for, I don't even know what it was, like a rubber chicken. And then like he traded that for something else and he kept trading up and trading up until he eventually traded up to a car and then traded up to a house, like an actual town that was like, we'll, we'll give you a house. 
And he did it just for fun. He was just like, I don't know, I got a red paper clip. Let's see what happens. And he literally traded things up into this thing. And so I feel like what a lot of people don't realize is how many of these secret places value is created because we don't think of it as value. Your entrance into social media after hurting your back was just seeing that, okay, so attention was value, right? Followers was value. And then you leverage that with <laughs> Dubai, the city of Dubai, and then connected them to, to these influencers. And through that, you also gain value. So instead of just seeing everything as money, financial value, you are able to leverage essentially value at multiple different forms. And for every single person, you're creating a win-win situation. Yeah, because you have to make what's important to others important to you. It's like mm. those little things add up to those big things. If I'm trying to create something, like how do I know what's important to somebody else? Because when I think about it, isn't just everyone who values money, isn't that the biggest thing? Like how do you find and how did you figure out what is important to people? Number one, it's like you have to observe. So when you first meet people, I always figure out something I can compliment them on, whether it's like their looks, their style, or just the way they are. So I always try to like make people smile and make people feel good. And then I ask them like, basically express an interest in them and figure out like what they like, what they're interested in, what their biggest challenges are, what's the biggest project they're working on, and just really dig in and dive deep. So I spend most of my time asking a few questions and expressing an interest in people, but then majority mm -hmm. of time listening to them well and making them feel like Zach gets me, like he's really understanding me. And then they open up more. And then I figure out like what's really important to them. And I try to write those things down or make note of it. And then if I do really want to build a relationship, I try to make that happen for them. It could be something like they've been struggling with for years don't know how to do this or how to connect with this person. And then maybe I like pay out of pocket and I make that something happen for them. Or sometimes I just connect them with that person. And I've learned how to just simply give freely and not try to expect anything or demand anything back. I love that. That's but, such a great way to look at life too, right? Just like going through and every person you meet, your number one question is how do I understand you more? How do I create yeah, value for you? And most people say it like when I was at Traffic Conversion Summit and Roland Frazier was interviewing Richard Branson. And then after his talk, he said his private talk on another day, he said, can anyone connect me with The Rock? Dwayne Johnson. I want to mm -hmm. invite him to speak at the next event. Raise my hand. I was like, I can connect you. And I made it happen, right? He talked to this team and things didn't work out. He didn't speak. Obviously, if you just simply listen or ask the right questions and get people like to talk about things that make them happy or excited, a lot yeah. of the times they'll just tell you and then you just make it happen. Dude, that is such a cool story. <laughs> How do you know The Rock? One of my teammates, he grew up in Iowa with me. And then one of his best friends was like a wardrobe stylist for like the Gates family, Bill and Melinda Gates when they were together. And then also The Rock. So he styled them up, make them look good for TV and stuff. And yeah. we had helped her with a lot of stuff. I met her in person and we hit it off and connected. And then I just asked her for that favor. And so then she like made the connections. Wow. That's so cool. Cool. Yeah. That's amazing.
I love that. So that's such a good takeaway is like focus on, because that's one thing that I always learned as well is that if your focus is how can I give first, how can I focus on providing and understanding and not worry about how that will be returned is actually when things will be more likely to be exponentially returned. I remember a few years ago, I was, I was working on a project and it was actually a nonprofit. It was just something I was really driven by. It was this thing called like one kindness. And I love talking about it. And one day this like young guy, just literally, I was giving a talk at an event. It was an entrepreneurship and I was giving a speaker gig and I came off stage and he showed up and he's like, Hey, listen, I just found out about you and I did some research. I love your project. I'm a designer. And I just went through and I decided to go through and redesign your logo. It looks pretty much the same, but it's just much cleaner and has all these elements that like, I like refined it. And I was just so impressed. <laughs> and he didn't ask for anything. It was just like, I just really love your missions. Here you go. Please take it. And he just sent me the whole thing. Didn't ask for anything. And I like sent him an email afterwards. And I was like, can I hire you for all the other projects that I got going on? Because... This is amazing that you just did that. I really so believe in that is that we won't just focus on giving value to other people. People will like the universe, maybe not even that person, but the universe in, in its own will, will, will return back in some way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I love that story. So now what are you working on these days? Because I know that with Assistagram, one of the biggest things you work on is helping people build up their accounts, right? On social media. Yeah. It's pretty much like the whole works A to Z creating content strategy because with great content comes more growth. So we're helping with content management, social media, ghostwriting with your top quality writers, writing all the captions, content management, posting, doing the growth hacks, working with influencers. There's dozens of things that we do to grow and help people monetize their accounts. Now we're also focused on other platforms as well, like talk and YouTube shorts. It's taken off. We're doing LinkedIn, Discord, Telegram, getting into the Web3 metaverse space as well so still i would say focusing on like social media content growth and monetization but then yeah nowadays i'm still traveling and now that things are opening up a lot like got some speaking gigs set up maybe speaking in turkey at the end of the month and then dubai and then fiji and a bunch of places so i'm excited about that and yeah also hopefully starting a family someday Sometime soon. Whoa. I'm so stoked for that. <laughs> yeah. What's nice. your favorite place in the world right now? You've been in like 80 something countries. What's your favorite place to travel to? So I love Mexico because I speak the language. I love hot and spicy food. I lived there for four years. So it's always fun to go back to Mexico, Puebla and Mexico City, Merida, Yucatan. So I love those cities and countries because I like going to places where people can, I can talk to people and they can understand me. I love like Switzerland because I'm a big outdoors person. Don't get me wrong. I like staying in like nice hotels and things like that. I'm not like camping out in a tent, but I just love the beauty, the raw beauty of Switzerland, the mountains and the lakes oh, yeah. and the fresh sure. air. And then Maldives and like tropical places like that, like in Thailand and stuff, because I'm getting into scuba diving. Like I love scuba diving. So cool places. <laughs> What are the top three favorite properties in all the world? Like the hotels? Yeah, like hotels, resorts, whatever. Like where have you stayed in that you love the most? You are like the king like of experiencing top-end hotels. Number one, Sony Johnny, the one in Maldives with the retractable roof and four-bedroom villa and super slide. That's just next level. It's There's nothing like it. 
Number two, I really like this place in Bali. It's called Viceroy. I stayed in the Viceroy Villa, so it's two-bedroom, grand pool villa suite, and then you have a jungle in your backyard, so you can see, like, wild animals and monkeys climb up trees, and it's just really cool. It feels the jungle's in your backyard. And number three, Villa Honig in Switzerland. This is about an hour away from Lucerne. And it's up in the mountains and it's a smaller property with like only 20 rooms. But they have this really epic infinity, heated infinity pool, like giant hot tub. So I celebrated, brought in the new year in Switzerland at this hotel. And it was cool. Like I also saw like a famous boxer there, Canelo. He's like a famous Mexican boxer. It was beautiful to just be up in the mountains and chilling in a hot tub and having snowing around you what's your favorite celebrity sighting or story so i've met like shaking hands with magic johnson the nba player mark Wahlberg. mark Wahlberg was cool just because like he was in transformers and all these movies and then he's like in some new movies now but he also started this thing with his brothers called Wahlburgers, and that they have a Wahlburger restaurant in my hometown <laughs> iowa and yeah. so, like, we connected and chatted about that. And then he's doing this thing called F45, which is, mm-hmm. like, my new type of training program that I'm really into. It's just like a hybrid between CrossFit and then body weight and weights. And it's, like, really high intensity. So it's really good for your heart mm-hmm. and just good for your brain health as well, just to get a good sweat in. You got to train with Mark Wahlberg? I, I just met him. He did a talk at one of these masterminds that I was a part of, and then we got a chance to talk to him and a little bit and take a picture. Oh, man, that's epic, dude. One question I always love to ask is if you could give yourself or somebody who is starting up like in their careers or in their lives right now advice, because you've been through so much and you've experienced so much. And I would say you're living like pretty much, it, it's appropriate that you're starting a Instagram because you're living like the ultimate Instagram lifestyle, right? What advice would you give somebody who's starting up in their journey right now? Read as many books as you can, like a lot of self-help business books. Find an online mentor because those both of those things shave time off your learning curve so you can get Mm -hmm. where you want to get faster without having to make the same mistakes and going through all that stuff. So I highly recommend that. But then also to not overthink things and just go for it and do it, decide and go for it and just do it and try to make it happen. And it may take several times. It may take like hundreds of times. But if you stay persistent and consistent and you keep working on yourself and learning and growing and getting better, I think you can get Mm, there. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Appreciate it. How how do our, our listeners best connect with you or what you do? Yeah, I'd love to connect with you guys. Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or social media. Zach Benson's my name. My company is a Sistergram. You can go there if you need help with social media. But yeah, we'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to connect with you, see how I can support you in your journey. And you also have a, a mastermind coming up, right? All yeah, involved. so I have a new book coming out. My book is called Reach. It's how to build and grow like a, a lifestyle business, work from anywhere, your laptop while you're sipping on frosted cocktails on a beach. No, it's much more than that. Like a lot of social media strategies and personal branding strategies. So that's coming out very soon. And then also my Maldives Mastermind, maldivesmastermind.com. So if you want to join me on a cool 
trip to the Maldives, one of my favorite places in, on earth at one of my favorite hotels. Would love for you guys to apply and see if you can make it out. It'd be a lot of fun. Amazing. Before we go, I want to hear a little bit more about this book you got coming out. Can you give us a preview of some tips or advice from, from the book of how to increase social media reach? Because I would love to know that. I can't wait for the I can't wait for the book. I can't wait for the book to come out. So I would say, so it's about a few things, right? It's like how to connect with anyone, build like a high growth lifestyle business. And so I break down the exact strategies that I've used while traveling to over 80 something countries and living in, in four countries. And so doing that, you just meet people and you learn a lot about people. So I'm breaking down those strategies. And then also as far as content strategies goes, like nowadays, the stuff that's really working well on social media is when you tell like a story. Think about a time when you lost a big deal or you overcame a sickness or an addiction or you got fired from a job or had to fire an employee. Like pains and gains, right? This happened. This is the mistake I made. This is what I learned from it and got from it. And so I think the more that you guys can be like authentic and genuine with your content, that's going to help you expand and grow your reach because people will be like, okay, A, this person is real. I love that. That's a heartfelt story. And you just see so much stuff on social media nowadays where it's like everything's perfect and everything's going well. The stuff that's going like super viral right now on like Instagram is this is Greece. Like this is the Instagram lifestyle, the five-star hotel, like the picture perfect beaches and white sand but then they what they don't show and then it flips to like reality like the bad part of greece or things like that like a lot of people don't see on yeah. social media and you can show them what you want to show or show them nothing at all but i feel like the more that you show like your heart and like soul and mm-hmm. spirit and just be open that'll mm-hmm. do well yeah we're looking for the authenticity right what we're looking for is the real selves behind it all that's why i appreciate you Taking the time and starting this podcast, Big Asian Energy by John Wang. Man, you're the man. You're my bro. (laughs) You're doing some big things. So it's been a great honor to be on here and dive deeper with you. I appreciate you, brother. Genuinely, I, I watch your stories and all the stuff that you're going through. And it's so inspirational because exactly what you're talking about, right? You're giving. You're such a generous person. And I think that's the secret, right? That's the secret to life and happiness. So thank you so much, brother, for being on the show, guys. Check out a Instagram. Check out Zach's new book. Do we have a date when it's coming out? Tentatively, like, end of year, beginning of next year. You're going to make us wait so long. It's going to be worth the wait. Go follow Zach Benson until his book comes out and check out his content. It might make you really jealous and give you the deepest travel bug. I know it has for me. Thank you so much, brother, for your time today. And uh, yeah, go check him out, guys. As Asian Americans, we are as strong as our collective community. So if there's something that you found valuable in this episode, share it with a friend and tag us on social media. And if you like the show, leave us a review and send us a screenshot and you might win some big Asian energy merch, which we give out every month. So you can go out there and own your big Asian energy.